Moncrief on News Talk. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone, the internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Simon Tierney joins us once again uh, to talk about something some people, I would guess maybe a percentage of men, see when they're in a toilet and go, ooh, I wonder what that's for. Occasionally, but never go to find out. I speak of the toilet brush. The humble toilet brush. The humble toilet brush. Are you a proud owner? Uh, well, there's toilet brushes beside all the toilets, uh, as there should be. Now, it's one of those curious objects that I think, you know, we all have them, but whether we would choose to save them if your house went up in flames, it's probably the last no. thing you'd choose to no. save. Actually, that's an interesting point. How often should one change a toilet brush? So because the, really, they're at the sharp well, yeah. ends of, of yuck. I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the current one that lives in our house is probably about five or six years old. Um, the conventional wisdom suggests that they should be changed about every six months. Right, okay. But I mean, that's just talk from big toilet brush, isn't it? That's just, yes. And the thing is as well, it's not worth your while spending a lot of money on it. It's like no. that cheap pl- white plastic ones. But really. it's a huge industry. Like is when it? you go online, you know, I like buy the simplest IKEA type one. But when you go online, there's really fancy ones out there. Like with ah, decorations on them. One thing I have to say, right? One thing I have to say, there is a strange habit that Irish people have. And I bet you you've seen this in other people's houses. You may even be guilty of this yourself, John. People who use the handle of the toilet brush to store toilet paper rolls. Yes, I have seen that. Oh, unforgivable. Yes. That is unforgivable because that means you don't know where the toilet brush is or you don't know what the toilet brush is for and exactly. it's just some sort of decorative thing. <laughs> and also, they're, like the toilet brush is kept very adjacent to the toilet. Hmm. So if it's covered in toilet rolls, look, let me put it this way. When you flush a toilet without the lid on it, the splashback is about six feet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everything within six feet of your toilet when you flush is going to be dabbled. Yes. Yeah. And which actually, I have a lot to say on this. Uh, toilet brush design itself mm. is, I would have thought, faulty, given that you, you know, if you do a number two, you put the lid down for a fairly obvious set of reasons. But your, your, your toilet brush could be coming in contact with that number two and you just stick it in a kind of receptacle beside it. That's not sealed off. Well, absolutely. At all. I, I, and you've hit the nail on the head there, Sean, because the horror really of this item is not the toilet brush itself. It's the receptacle, the sheath, the, the <laughs> object which takes the toilet brush and that is the toilet brush holder. Now, you, I'm sure you're familiar with Aggie McKenzie. She's the famous Scottish cleaning expert on, mm. uh, on how clean is your house on Channel 4. She described the toilet brush holder uh, thus, which I think is a good way of describing it. There is a fetid liquid bacteria soup at the bottom of every toilet brush holder. Yeah, that seems fair. It is. Yeah. And the question is, how often do people clean out their toilet brush holders, not just the toilet brush? That's an excellent. There there are two actually excellent questions. Plus, actually, what's the best way to 
go about yeah, it. And we'll uh, get to uh, really. that. In yeah, due we'll course. get to that. But yes, but do give us something in the history because it's interesting. The toilet brush wasn't what it originally, what it is now. So no, speak. indeed. Uh, the earliest toilet brush, the tersorium, which the ancient Romans used for many centuries um, in their communal toilets. I mean, by fourth century AD, even Sean, there were 143 communal latrines in the city of Rome. These were public toilets, one for men, one for women. They were communal. I've talked about those before on mm. the program. But what's interesting is that there was a shared toilet brush. This was used to wipe down the horseshoe shaped toilet seat before you used it so that you would clear up the detritus from the previous patron. Right. And then you also used it to clean your posterior after use. Now, there was no toilet bowl to clean because prickly, underneath... Yeah. Well, prickly, yes. yeah. Well, underneath was just a cesspit and the cloaca maxima flushed out everything that went down there. But the toilet brush was held in a sort of um, water trench in front of the toilet. And this uh, contained a vinegary water, vinegar to kill bacteria. Okay. And it had a kind of a spongy, bristly bottom on it. And you you fished this out of the trench and you used it to clean your bum. And then you put it back in so that it was ready for the next person to use. That's the first toilet brush. Right. Okay. But people would, this toilet brush would be repeatedly used it was day shared. after day. Yeah. Oh, 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 gosh. Yeah, it was COVID unfriendly. Yeah. But I suppose the vinegar, vinegar is, <clears> you know, uh, would probably have had some effect on cleaning. Oh, yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it would have, would have definitely killed about four to five percent of us. Oh, well, also, you know, if it was like a sponge, mm. like stuff would stick to it. It was. It was. <laughs> I mean, hey, no look, vinegar going to get rid of that. We, we, you could be like putting more in than taking it out, if you, if you take my meaning. Indeed, um, we do know that the the famous philosopher, of course, um, Seneca, he wrote a letter. He documented the terrorium uh, when he was describing the death of a German gladiator, who, rather than being forced into the Colosseum to fight to the death. He chose suicide by toilet brush. This is documented by Seneca, reliable source, and he shoved the fetid toilet brush down his throat wow. until he died. How long did it take him to die? We don't know. Okay. Did he choke on the toilet brush or it was just like what was on the toilet brush? I think it trick? was a mixture of, of the, the horror yeah. of discovering the method that he had chosen to kill himself and mm. also the choking. I'd like to know why that man made that particular choice. I mean, you go into the Colosseum, someone chops your head off, boom. Uh, uh, why go that way? I know. Rather than yeah. some sort of performance art. Uh, unless part. he, perhaps he had, uh, he had his crisis while he was in the public latrine before he went into the Colosseum. Maybe. And he couldn't just, yeah, couldn't move out of it. So the, the, the first, if you like, toilet brush as we, as we know it today... Uh, it, did that coincide with the invention of the toilet as we know it today? Yeah, it did essentially, or the toilet bowl to be more specific. Um, Alexander Jennings was the man who is responsible for the invention of the S-Bend. The S-Bend is something that we all have in our homes, but we all take for granted. If we didn't have S-Bends mm. in our toilets, that's the little bendy thing that contributes to the clogging of toilets, but also plays a really important role in creating a block between you who live in the house and what's in the storage tank. 
Yeah. It's the same as a U-bend under a sink. It's the same function. Exactly. There has to yeah. be a water barrier. If a water yeah. barrier. And it stops the putrid smells from mm. rising. So when that was invented, suddenly you had a toilet bowl to clean. Because before that, everything just dropped, as I say, into a cesspit or into a bucket that was emptied. But the S-Bend, the, the S it, it necessitated the cleaning of the, the bowl. People would just use the mop in the house. So the mop that was used for, for cleaning the kitchen floor was also used for cleaning the, the bowl of the toilet. Mm. Now, everything changed, Sean, when a Californian inventor by the name of William Shop he invented the modern toilet brush in 1932. But it was surprisingly different to the toilet brushes that we all enjoy today. Oh. This toilet brush had a wooden handle and a rubber inverted cup at the end. So it looked rather like a plunger. Okay. Which people often keep in their toilets as well. And to the bottom of the plunger, you would add a stack of toilet paper and you would rub the toilet bowl until it was clean. And the idea was this inverted rubber cup added a kind of a suction quality so it also helped to unclog toilets because early toilets particularly in the late 19th century early 20th century often clogged unlike nowadays where we have a really strong flush Mm. okay so that was the first one now Addis toilet brush uh, Addis Addis brush company which we have talked about on this series before when we talked about the invention of the brush they also were pioneers in this area they licensed his invention William Shop's invention and they started selling the first first commercially available mass manufactured toilet brush in 1933 but they replaced the plunger element with uh, animal hair right so this was uh, pig bristles badger bristles squirrel ox and horse hair any of those animals any and all of those animals were used in the creation of the early toilet brushes. And I suppose Addis still uh, dominate the industry They're to this day. They're still a market leader to this day. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, the, the, uh, what about like chemicals and toilet cleaners and that kind of stuff? Well, when I was researching this, I, I kind of had it in the back of my mind, Sean. I was mulling over toilet brushes all weekend and it kind of came into my head is that you don't, really tend to use toilet brushes independently. You use them in addition to some sort of solvent, mm. okay? Or at least you, you probably should to get the best result. And it's no coincidence that the development of the commercial toilet brush happens at the same time as the rise in, uh, you know, chemical uh, household cleaners. So... Everyone will be familiar with what I'm about to tell you next, but you may not know the origins of it. There was a man by the name of Harry Pickup, who was a sanitary engineer in London, and he looked after a number of different London toilets uh, at, in the 1920s, very early 1920s. And one of the problems that he encountered was how to get rid of limescale from toilet bowls, because the water in London, it's very hard water. It leaves mm. limescale residue. And one of his jobs was to clean up disused munitions factories because this was in the aftermath of World War I. And one of the waste materials from these factories was nitric acid. And he discovered that this was a very, very good chemical solvent, a very, very good cleaner. And he started selling it as a toilet cleaner. And in order to market it, he used a portmanteau of his name, Harry Pickup. Har Pick. Harpic, ah. which is now a world leader and yeah. a huge leader in the Irish market indeed mm. in toilet cleaners. That's ex- that's extraordinary. 
Uh, and so then from, uh, well, I, I assume there were kind of other versions of Harpic then quickly came, uh, came yeah, onto the yeah. market. Yeah, I mean, um, in our household, we are, we, I, I, I like Harpic. I, I like a Harpic product. product. My partner prefers a Domestos, um, a product which is also very popular in this country. That is the first commercially available bleach. Okay. Right. A lot of people insist on using bleach in their toilets. Bleach had been had been uh, invented in the 18th century, but it wasn't until the late 1920s that sodium hypochlorite, which is what bleach is, that's when it was first used for these sort of cleaning purposes of toilets and everything. The man who uh, brought it to market, he'd actually been using bleach for cleaning dentures. He was a dental mechanic. <laughs> And he realised that his product might have a wider application and he started selling it for cleaning toilets. Right. Well, let me uh, uh, read out a few texts because we're probably going to come back to where we came in, so to speak. Uh, one texter says, Joseph and Joseph do an ergonomically designed toilet brush. It's the stuff of the future. It's flat and has silicone spikes on either side. No idea how it works, really. Well, then uh, perhaps it doesn't. Uh, the uh, James says, I couldn't find my plunger recently. My young lad had stacked all the toilet rolls on it. I couldn't say a word as he thought the plunger was a toilet roll holder. Uh, the Another texter says, uh, had to get rid of the toilet brushes when my toddler mistook it for a large toothbrush. And uh, the uh, Kieran says, there are <laughs> toilet brushes and holders that have a lid incorporated into the handle. We have three of those. I could never imagine having a non-lid one ever again. I feel a little sick thinking about it and I'm not in any way a hygiene freak. Now, uh, in terms of uh, cleaning them, uh, pour a cap of Zaflora in the toilet brush holder and change it weekly. That keeps the body of the holder clean, the brush clean and the place smelling nice. Bish, bash, bosh, says this person. Uh, had to, uh, uh, yuck, yuck, says another texter. I, I do not have a toilet brush for all the reasons you've spoken about. Just spells out disease for me. Flush, wipe if needed and use a good toilet cleaner. Yeah, well, you know, I, I really sympathise with your texter there who mentioned the child coming in and mistaking it for a giant toilet brush. The reason this all came into my head last week is because my daughter, who's a year and four months, a year and three months, she, like, sometimes you see her coming out of the bathroom and she's got the toilet brush mm. and you sort of, you leap in horror as she begins to drag it across the carpet. Weaves <laughs> <laughs> it like a sword. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, there are many ways that you can clean your, your toilet brush. Um, Sean, as your listener suggested, some quick tips uh, to give you. Baking soda is a very good one. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say that you put a little bit of bleach and a little bit of water in the bottom of the toilet holder. I think one of your textures mentioned that already. Yeah. Give it a little swish swash around and you're you're all good to go. The main thing is to empty your toilet bowl holder of the sort of gravy of nightmares that develops yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of the toilet brush holder. That needs to be emptied yeah. regularly. Yeah, that's the, the uh, yeah the gravy of nightmares. But I mean, even when you've emptied out the gravy of nightmares, the brush itself probably needs some sort of a wash because stuff sticks, you know. Uh, and and, and you usually only use the brush when there's stuff yeah. sticking already. But you yeah. know, your toilet flushes, but that can also be used for cleaning your toilet brush. Yes, indeed. If that doesn't work for you, maybe bring it into the shower with you. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Richard says uh, that the Romans used a stick with a cloth on it uh, to clean their backside and used to pass it around after use. That's where the saying come from. Don't get the wrong end of the stick. Ah, brilliant. That it makes sense. Well 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, Nikki B had a similar experience to you many years ago. I met my toddler son walking down the hallway with the toilet brush holder under one arm while dipping his other hand in said holder, then sucking that hand. Happy to report he had no ill effects. Uh, now in his 20s, has a very robust immune system, uh, says Nikki. Uh, right, uh, I think we all need to uh, stick our heads out the window and take a bit of a deep breath after that. Simon Tierney, thanks a million. Moncrief on News Talk.